Hi, welcome to the KBJ Aperture Podcast. Kevin's eyes look insane, but he's got new hair. Virginia is a witch, and she farts in her chair. Jason is a spaz who's got an old man's ass. Welcome to the After the Show Podcast. Yeah, baby, here we go. We made it to Friday. Bird cracking a little bear here. Oh, damn. You see that? What? He gave me that six-pack this morning at 6 a.m. No, yesterday. Is that yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, it was. was. It? Yeah, I barely talked to you this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the days all blend together. Anyway, it was a six-pack. Now it's down to four-pack. Hey, look, if you ain't quick in this game, that's on uh-huh. you. I gotta drive. No, it's, I'm saying, I get it, but I mean, that's, you know. Are you suggesting I drink? No, what I'm <laughs> suggesting is if you want, you should take an Uber and get with me. To New Orleans? <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody who got into a fight with their significant other. They were in Georgia, and the one person took a Uber from mid-Georgia back down to South Florida in Palm Beach County. How much was that? It was a lot. I, I remember I asked. I think we might have talked about it. Maybe <gasps> not. That Yeah, they got into a fight and said, oh, wow. fuck it, and I am going in an Uber, and bye. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? That's got to be at least $1,500, right? <gasps> <laughs> At least mid Georgia to That's Palm Beach County. I couldn't even imagine that. Oh my gosh! That's I don't insane. even know what that would be. I mean, maybe an Uber driver that's listening could help us out. What what would that be roughly? Well, how, I mean, then with them, the cost of their gas getting back. I, I I know I've driven that several times. It's an eight hour drive. Do they just stay down here and now they live and here? Ever, yeah, <laughs> and and you got to fill up at least one time. So. It would be whatever it is, forty to a hundred dollars in gas, probably. But if the Uber driver, I mean, I think if they drive that, they make good money, right? They'll it's, make it's it worth up, it. so it's worth. Yeah, I mean, but that's you know, by the time you drive down, if you turn around, and drive right back. I mean, that's sixteen hours straight on the road. But you don't get paid for the drive back. Got to pick up people yeah. on the way down. Got to pick up people yeah. along the way. I think you do, and hope somebody's going back to Georgia. I, I think it's one of them <laughs> things where it is such a big bill. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm, okay. I'm acting like I do. I fucking don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> Norma and you're half in a bag now. <laughs> Drinking these 9.5 beers. Man, I'm in such a good mood right now. For the, 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 the can is deceptive. The Sweetwater Gummy IPA. Mm. It looks so friendly. It almost looks like a beer for kids. Well, yeah. It, to me, it looks like <laughs> what you would have probably on a sour. And I, that's kind of the taste I was expecting was it to be a little bit more like a sour, a little bit fruitier. But it's... It's, it's pretty pungent. Yeah, I took one drink. I was like, "Good lord, what is the strength on this?" It's not my favorite. Yeah, it's it's they their uh, their ale is good, but it's the beer to drink when you really want to fuck up your life. We we ain't here to drink beer for taste today. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna go get, we're, we're gonna go get weird in the studio somewhere. And okay, do something odd. Whose studio? <laughs> yeah, either me or Denny's, and I feel bad for Denny's if it's his. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were putting together the rules for the KVJ drinking game. Just having to update that. That's if you were to put on the KVJ show and have a little drinking game, what things do you hear repeatedly? 
Uh, Curtis said, drink every time Jaybird says, of sorts. Okay. <laughs> I do. I, I, uh-huh. I'm going to mix it up soon, I promise. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting perspective on the crutches that we have on the show, what we say a lot. Well, I when I watch podcasts and I, I see things that annoy me, I go, oh, fuck, I know I do that. I know I do that. Uh-oh. Shit, yeah. bird, you got to clean it up, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Michelle from Pembroke Pine, she says, why can't we change the Super Bowl to a Saturday? Drinking games would be a lot more fun. Amen. Yeah. There's got to be a reason why they don't do it. And they, right? Because we've talked about that before. Saturday for the people makes more sense. Yeah. That has been the fight. Some people have taken it as far as they've tried to get it signed and passed, and they've put up things that you can do online and... There are some people that do have an argument for it being on Sunday. I, I don't get that. And unfortunately for me, yeah, with it being on Sunday, it starts right at my bedtime. So That's for people who are in the biz, the uh, the, the uh, restaurant business. Cause I, I believe if you're in the service industry, isn't your typically your Friday or Saturday, your Monday? Isn't, doesn't your weekend kind of start on the Monday? Because if you're in the service mm, business, you're yeah. making your money on the weekend. Yeah. I think like a Sunday night's like a service night, and then Monday, yeah, you're pretty much Sunday a lot night, of people would have off. On I think Monday. Sunday night you fuck shit up after you're in. The- yeah, I don't know if the Super Bowl's on Sunday for entirely for the service industry or why they don't uh, make that switch and put it on Saturdays. Gosh, we are all we're we're all on such different levels right now. It I, can't be that they, they do it for the service industry. That doesn't make any sense, does yeah, it? Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. We're on different levels. I've had I'm on a beer and a half. I don't know the shit I'm talking about. You're you're, you're ready to go. You're ready to go on vacation. And Kevin's like, "Get me the fuck out of here." <laughs> Canadian Bacon says that you know what they need to keep it on Sunday. Make Monday a holiday. Okay. Oh. Super Bowl Monday. All right. Uh, let me see. We were uh, talking earlier about uh, a comment. Somebody thought that we uh, go in a little too hard on uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, Daniel said, Swifties need to chill. You guys are crazy again. Granted, she has good music, but she ain't Jesus or Moses. And if I have an opinion about her and call her out on stuff, I have every right to. She ain't paying your taxes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people were very annoyed with that email. Mm. It was a full yeah. Swifty. Yeah. So I, I get it. Yeah, it's a, You do have to be careful what you watch. And, uh, you know, for the record, I think she's very talented. I know. But it, we've you, always said that, though. We've never said anything but glowing reviews of her. I mean, we laughed a little bit about the plane stuff. But, I mean, I even said, I know why she has to take a private jet. And mm-hmm. honestly, who gives a shit <laughs> if you're offended yeah. by some Taylor Swift commentary. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We might have to put the beer down. <laughs> Bird, birds keeping it real. Somebody did think that our comments saying that we loved her were completely disingenuous, though. When you said you don't hate Taylor Swift, it sounded like something that was politically correct that you have to say as a radio personality. But every time you guys comment on Swift songs or Swift news, you can't help yourselves with these snide comments or demeaning attitude. Own it. You would have been better off not even reading that listener's email and responding because you destroy your credibility with the way you handled it. Well, fuck that email or two, then. (laughs) (laughs) That's with love. I just want to say this with respect. Taylor Swift fans, y'all are a little bit crazy about this. We like her, too. 
We just give honest opinions that are unbiased by our fandom. I mean, I, honestly, I, I obviously I think she's talented. She's a great songwriter. But yeah, the, she's I, one I'm, of the best female songwriters ever. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'd scared to fucking take a shot at Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Swifties probably won't like this. A new horror movie, Scary Swifty. It's uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, it's kind of like Chucky, a female Chucky doll, but <laughs> Taylor Swift. Yeah. I'd actually buy that. <laughs> you love dolls and no. you love horror. I do. Cool. That's, that's <laughs> cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, Randy had a comment about the DoorDash promo that they're doing. I heard you guys talking about that big game giveaway they have where everything that's advertised on the Super Bowl, they will deliver to your house for one winner, which is, I think, pretty awesome. I think it's kind of cool. It'd be interesting to see everything that they advertise. Cars, all that kind of stuff, they said. Whatever that is, they would give it to you. Now, they're going to show the Clydesdales. Does that mean you get a freaking horse? Or does that just mean you get Budweiser beer? Great question. Yeah, it reminded me of the game you played last week. Guess the total price after delivery charges and tip. What do you think the charges and tip are going to be on that delivery? I couldn't even afford to win that. Yeah, good, good question. I'd hope that they are not going to charge you then if... You win. Right? Atoll Vodka is delicious. It's basically the only vodka I've ever had that you can have it on the rocks and just sip it and not make a face. That's the great thing about Atoll Vodka. It's a crisp citrus finish on a delicious vodka. Grab some for yourself today. Atoll Vodka. I got it at Star Liquors right there on Indian Town Road in the public shopping center all the way east. But you can also go online at mashandgrape.com. Uh, Carrie, she sent this. She said, I'm not a wrestling fan by any means, but I just watched a documentary about Ric Flair on Netflix called Nature Boy. It is so good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So there's two different kind of styles of wrestling content that is out there for behind the scenes. It's the highlight real and oh, Ric Flair's the best or Hulk Hogan's the best. And let's show all the great shit they've done. And then there's the dark side of it where mm. these motherfuckers were this and that. And they did this and they did that. And yeah, so th- there's two sides of it. There's a lot of behind the scenes, awesome drama when it comes to wrestling, especially sure. in, in the days where yeah. shit wasn't uh, checked motherfuckers were high there's there's a match you can go on where a wrestler is so high on meth what meth yes wow oh my god and and the the guys um, uh, uh, i don't want to get it wrong because wrestling fans much like a swifty if you get it wrong they'll fucking come <laughs> at you and i don't want to deal with it would you rather fight a wrestling fan or a swifty a wrestling fan because um, I mean now I sound like I'm I, I can't be that toxic. I've already said I don't give a shit about Taylor Swift today. It's one strike against me. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was a Hardy Boy, which is a wrestler. He went out. I guess he he was he was smoking meth and he started wrestling Sting. Whoa. The Sting. I, you guys don't know who Sting is. But I do. You do. Yeah, I do. That's amazing. And uh, you see the manager or one of the heads of the company walk out. Whisper something to Sting and go, dude. He's fucked up. Just, just take, take the whatever. And it's over quickly. It's awkward. It's all on live TV. And he had to go away for a little bit. Wow, it was Whoa. crazy. Meth. Yes, that's a different Dang. level. If it wasn't, if it wasn't level. meth, it was something. He was on 
a hardcore drug out wrestling, and everyone knew it. And within thirty seconds, they had it because everything's scripted, right? They, and this guy's obviously doing meth, so that means going off the script. He was going off the script, <laughs> and they, wow. you see in real time the guy walk it's out. It's hard to stay on the script when you're on meth. Well, I heard I've, uh, oh the guy that gosh. walks out. His name is Eric Bischoff, and he walks out <laughs> and goes, "I did not know what I was going to say." Because it, it was happening so quick, and I'm walking down the aisle going. Uh, we're on live TV right now. This guy's on fucking meth. It's scripted. And he said he made his decision as he's walking into the ring of what oh to do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating to watch. I love that one meme. It's uh, Ric Flair, and I think it is, uh, oh, what was the uh, the animal or something like that? I can't remember what the heck his name was. I'm uh, drawing a blank. George Animal Steel? I don't think it was George Animal Steel. <laughs> who was the snap into the Slim Jim guy? Oh, Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah, I think that's who it was. But it's both of them. They and oh, yeah. they both look coked out of their <laughs> mind. <And> like, <laughs> woo, woo. And he's like in there. Oh, no, what? I mean, you just look at these two guys. That's a lot. Dude, they, they were so coked up and roided up back oh, then. Oh, it was unreal. I mean, they're at a 12. And a lot of them hated each other. They had to work with each other every day and fucking hated each other. And they're on drugs. Yeah. So that helped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Woo! unreal. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Uh, we got uh, another email here. Thank you very much for sending from John. Um, and he had a comment saying that country music is in its golden years right now. Guess I mean it's the best time for country. He said you said country peaked in the nineties, but I got to disagree. I think we are actually in the golden years of country music right now. I How just, old is this guy? Don't know. Mm. He did not state. I believe he said uh, I used to hate the country music growing up in the eighties and nineties, but now I listen to it a lot. There is just hit after hit coming out. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I was a country music DJ in the 90s, so I guess I am a little biased. I just fell in love with the music. I'm I a, loved it. I'm going to give you a, uh, a song. Uh-oh. And I'm going to give you a, like a, just give me some weather. I, I want to hear what it sounds like. I want to hear a Virginia country radio, you know, moment. How, how would you sound as a country Radio DJ. Oh, I'm talking up a radio? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to give me a quiz. No, I, I want to hear what country Virginia sounds like. All right. You got to be a little bit sweeter. Well, this is 93.3 The Possum. How y'all doing today? Give me a call right now. 833-499-POSS. And I want to hear what y'all up to today. 93.3 The Possum. I mean, you do sound like you should be a country DJ. I mean, it, it seems like a good fit. Dude, would you talk like that? Would you go, would you drop down into, into a country key? I would so yes. much respect if you did that. They did. So I was, I was on the radio on a country station very briefly, but where I had the most fun, I was a club DJ at Denim and Diamonds in New York City, which was the only, at its time, country western nightclub when country western line dancing was really popular. And mm. so I had to learn the dances, learn the music. Like I was, in it, baby. I was the only female. All the other male DJs hated me. It was a big thing. Like I so was, the, I was the first female and the last female they ever had on staff as a DJ. A lot's changed since then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I quit. I I was not let go like I have been from some of my jobs. You quit that bitch. I quit because I was leaving to go work in radio. 
It, clubbing's hard, man. That club life is hard. It is. It is. You, you think I could, in my older years, let, let, you know, let's say you know, you guys don't want to do radio anymore and we're, we're older and I still so want to... So like next week I for still, Kevin? I still want to stay in the game. Could, could you see me ever doing country radio? You doing country radio. There's no fucking way. There's no, and I like it. I like yeah, the culture of right. I, they're, they're, you know, I don't know, man. I'm not polished enough. I don't think. Well, yeah, I don't. I mean, DJing is <laughs> just a different. It's, I, I it tell is. people DJing's different. What we do, I got too. I got too much to say to be a DJ. Yeah. I don't it's know if there's much set. future in that. <laughs> I, I think you're yeah. right, though. Being I think, a music DJ, I don't know if anybody coming up is going, man, that's my future. But I do think with AI, I mean, yeah, that, kind, possible, of, that yeah. kind of stuff really, uh, she, Virginia's right. It's different to have a morning show when you have people and you have to interact. Just have, talking up a, a ramp or talking up a, a it's, song. It's going to be dead. You're gonna, it's going to be antiquated. You're going to have robots doing that. You might, yeah. I hope not. I don't mm-hmm. want that. Yeah, it's very possible. Technology is there for it now, if you want. Do do you, what do you think about that AI taking over this kind of thing? Do you hate that or do you, do you get it? I think it's a, a challenge for radio personalities to be what they're called, a personality. And if you're human and you have that element and you do great local content, then you should never be replaced. I will tell you that there were a lot of DJs that got very lazy, and that was the era where they started hacking a lot of DJ jobs and they would pump one person into 10 different markets. Because they weren't living the life. They weren't living in the community. They weren't bringing that on. And, and you know, when you can be replaced by somebody that is not in your city, that is probably a DJ that wasn't doing it right. You know, and a lot of them probably weren't trained properly. But I, in the industry in that era, I saw a lot of people being lazy. When you say lazy for radio and people that didn't make it, what, yeah. what, what are you talking about? Co-host I was with in Kansas City would show up uh, about two minutes before six, and he would leave five minutes before ten, and would do no prep all day. And he would say the name of the radio station, and then he would point at me, and I was supposed to take take it away, kid. Yes, that's you, lazy. You you would have to make your own just on the spot. I did, I did all the content on the show, yeah, and then eventually one day I just went into the program director, and I was like. You know, I think I could probably say the name of the radio station. What the heck are we doing? You know, and he was like, and then yeah, we that's that was kind of the beginning of the end. There, you red wedding his ass. Game of Thrones reference? No, (laughs) I I didn't because you know what? I actually I red wedding myself. I uh, took myself out of the game. They're like, well, we'll give you the show if you want. I'm like, no, you know what? I, I need to I need to move on. So I moved on, came to South Florida. That's that's what did it. But that's crazy, man. Yeah, that that guy didn't last a lot longer. I, I know I heard that story before, but every time I, I hear the, the same, I always get a new detail that I like. Yeah, well, that's uh, the, that's the primo example of people in that era. That was, you know, late 90s that that was going down, and lot, that was about the time a lot of DJs were getting replaced. When did the, the whole uh, cocaine, play my song for a bag of cocaine, when did that stop, in your opinion? I think I just missed it. I got into radio in 93, and I had heard some stories. There was a a program director that was known for that in Oklahoma City, and they had stories about he was taking – he was on the take big time to pay – to play songs. That was the payola. Yeah, he had very interesting stories, interesting stories about this guy. Yeah, he would – for cocaine, he would play your song. He had – 
he had limos that would pick him up at the station and drop him off every day. And he had power. He had all that kind of stuff. He had this really weird half-naked oil painting of his wife, I guess, in his living room over his fireplace. And people would come to this house. And I think, no, I think she was actually fully naked. He was like, it was so weird. And he'd be like, what do you think? Wouldn't you like to bang my wife? And people like, uh, I feel really weird. That is, it, is, it does make yeah. you feel weird. So I think that was early 90s. And it, okay. by the mid-90s, it started to kind of taper off. They started to really crack down on the, uh, they called it the payola, which is you would pay uh, record labels would pay program directors to pay their songs, to play their songs. Well, I was watching something, I can't re- remember what it was, but it was talking about songs that probably shouldn't have deserved to even been out and, yeah. and publicly, but they got <laughs> popular because motherfuckers were on the take doing cocaine They're, or yeah. getting blown, whatever, whatever they were getting. Well, the guy who was running the station before the program director I work for in Kansas City, that guy was there. And running it. And he said, oh, my gosh, the songs we were playing, you could tell what was a cocaine song. Really? That's amazing. That's <laughs> they so were fascinating. Just terrible songs. Terrible I, songs. I never worked in that environment in radio. Everything's so structured, and you got to make sure everything's uh, yeah. under that. That, But that is... Yeah, the, the station... Could... I think the station was, like, in last place. They were just terrible. And then, you know, my buddy, who was the program director, took over and took them to number one. And, wow. Uh-huh. I, would, I would love to know... What songs were cocaine I I, songs? I wish I could remember the one because I remember him telling me and it, it was a woodsy, outdoorsy type song. It was so bizarre. It was like they were like whistling in it. <laughs> all kind. He's like, listen to this fucking song. And I'm like, that's crazy, man. He's like, oh, there's whistling in it? I want five bags of cocaine. He's like, we played this song like 12 <laughs> times a day. <laughs> It's like it was terrible. No one in the country was playing it but us. Yeah, there's no gatekeep on that thing. <laughs> yeah, so that was part of the issue. Uh, a couple other emails here. Uh, Garrett said, I gotta say, uh, still listen after moving to Texas, but the hate on Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura yesterday, I really feel like uh, what was talked about was completely out of context. It, it was. Y'all went on to talk about that's what people do to get views, taking clips for hate. I've followed that duo for years and at the core they're both loving fathers and husbands who have a great sense of humor uh love all you on the show just wanted to encourage a bit more research than hearsay on people hating them no i've I've really i have done the research on it there is a without a doubt a community Mm. that has turned on them but they still have massive fans and that's what i didn't clear up in the thing they're still wickedly popular and they're 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 on top of the mountain yeah i'm just saying there is now a bit of a movement of an on just an online hate kind of mm-hmm. a content where you're making a docu series. It'd be I'm not I'm not kidding you. They take their show mm-hmm. like how they would take our show and spend thirty minutes on it. Kevin did this, then zoom in on your eyes, and they they and that community is growing, mm-hmm. and that community has gone after so you. Need too. more haters, <laughs> and that's really that was my point. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that they just there's a lot more haters out there. I, I didn't I didn't clean it up. Okay. I knew I was going to get some shit for that. <laughs> okay. All right. uh, another email says, I'm watching a French documentary about post-World War II politics. And uh, I love when translation goes wrong. I just wanted to share some immature humor with some of my favorite people. Uh, it's uh, Winston Churchill on this uh, documentary. And uh, the you know, if you put the captions on there, closed captioning, it says, Churchill comes of considerable prestige. 
C-U-M-S is how they spelled it. So, yeah, I, I guess they uh, messed up there. Yeah, sometimes the spelling is not real good on the closed captioning stuff that you have. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you're right about that. Sometimes the spelling's not great on our KVJ posts because I, I I, I'm so <laughs> anal about that because I, I, when you get called out for a misspelling, it's, 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 we we take it hard. We, we try not to. I put a boost behind one of our one of our posts on Facebook, yeah. and there was two misspellings on there. Oh boy! Oh, I was man. tired. Yeah. Oh boy! And when you put a boost behind it, oh, you can't, everybody oh, sees no, you it. Change it. You can't edit it. So oh, I, no. I spent money on the boost, and then I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. And then when I, did, what'd uh, you do? Did, did six year old Jaybird write this? I'm like, oh damn, I'm gonna take it. I'm wrong. <laughs> Just be like, I'm sorry. I had the nine point five. Have gummy beers. It was it was it was late. Mm-hmm. I was drinking. I just uh, yeah. Uh, Crystal said, "Hey, Kevin, any updates on the new studio? They are starting to get some of the equipment in for it. Ooh. I think we're probably realistically maybe talking as late as May, though. Oh, that, uh, it might be all done because they still have to." Uh, soundproof it, even though they have the studio kind of, you can see the dimensions and how big it's going to be. It's going to be real nice. Uh, but they've got to get, wait to get this. They get special windows that they put in to be soundproof, and then they have to soundproof the floor and the ceiling and all that kind of stuff. So that, that'll take a little bit of time. So, but you know, it's, it's moving forward. I, I think the company they had actually gotten their equipment from went out of business. Oh, no. Yeah. So that like, sucks. Um, that's a bit of After a, they paid for the equipment? Yeah. Oh, think damn. So. Well, and I think they got you know refund, I believe, all that happened. But it, it, that's kind of what led to the delay. Good and, Lord. And you know how this shit is when you build something. This You think you're going to be going, oh, it's going to be done here. And then, you know, oh, we have a beam on the wall here. <laughs> I just hear people that work on shit with, with construction. They go, there's a beam. We got a beam. What? Wall beams just sound really grown up. All I know is anytime a real man that knows how to fix shit mm-hmm. says beam to me when I'm asking for help, oh, yeah. I, it's never been a good thing. No. When I hear the word beam, I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, this is going to cost a little bit more money. Now. Is, yeah, beams are very beams expensive. Beams are not cool, yeah. man. Uh-huh. Beam of problems is not good. Uh, Echo had a comment about the nesting Egyptian geese. Thankfully, I didn't uh, hear them today. I don't think they came by. They were making a ruckus uh, a couple days this week. Yeah, our uh, building manager sprayed them with the water hose from the roof. And I'm not going to lie, man. My mood was way better today because they were... Mm really fucking me up oh yeah they were it was difficult to focus and, and i get that people don't understand that like all right because i uh, some people email me go dude it's a fucking goose get over it fuck you you weren't here that goose was loud mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah echo said you better chase them away before they start nesting once they nest they and their offspring will return yearly oh my god <laughs> this is gonna be- we can't with that we got goose problems now Whoa. duck duck goose oh my goodness I, uh, part of me part of me kind of loves it though <laughs> in a weird sick way I like having these goose problems <laughs> I really did that for a second I thought Kevin was fucking with me because that whole day the, the, the geese were out there and they really they tripped me up mentally spiritually they, yeah. they just they, they fucked up my vibe all day long and, and they were even at two o'clock they were fucking me up at my house because a goose video got posted and nobody on the show posted it and we thought we got hacked so I'm like I gotta clear my head I'm gonna walk to public or I'm gonna go, go 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 to Publix as soon as I got to Publix this fucking duck tried to attack me oh my god I thought I'm like, is, Kevin, I go, is Kevin doing 
mechanical duck bit. So well orchestrated. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to that level. All right, Kevin, yeah. cue the duck in three, <laughs> two. <laughs> Can you see Kevin in a van with a with a rogue duck? <laughs> that would That'd be yeah. impressive. You can't yeah. get mad at that. That is a big ass production on a bit. I, yeah. I am not worthy. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple of good little hacks here. Jaybird wound up butt dialing somebody and then started talking shit about him. And then they text him and like, okay. Oh my gosh. So, no, sorry, bro. That's sorry, my bro. Worst Whoa. nightmare. Wow. And I know he ain't gonna listen to this stuff. He really did a shitty job. And I okay. kind of felt like yeah. he was kind of resting on the fact that he was a family friend. Uh, kind of just really not taking it seriously. And, and I got that vibe. It okay. happened. And I was doing it more for, for a favor to my mom who's who's friends with these people and she's not here anymore but obviously they're here i'm like oh, you know what? i'll try to help them out i'm like damn he fucked it up this day he fucked it up that day he fucked it up the third day so i'm just having an honest moment with my best friend denny's going this guy fucking sucks i know he's fucking taking me to the cleaners blah blah, blah. all of it was heard on my <laughs> butt dial <laughs> and then he texts me sorry bro <laughs> Uh, so Robert said, yeah, I used to butt dial all the time. Then I realized that the screen on my phone in my pocket was facing down on my skin, on the skin oh. side of my leg. And once I started facing the phone screen up, it stopped happening. Yeah, uh, Virginia nailed it today when you said you're busy, you're, you yeah. have 19 thoughts in your head, and you got your phone in your hand. That's it. And you're multitasking. You just it's it's a recipe for disaster. For a person like me, yes. With I, big old thumbs. In fact, I am almost done with this beer. I should really probably shut off my computer and my phone for the day. <laughs> <laughs> for the day. I, I know you're fucking with y'all. Go old school. <laughs> yep. No screens, just yep. people. Yep. No, it's uh, National Pizza Day, but uh, David said, Jaybird, you got to know Publix has a chicken parm sub now. It's pretty good. Me and Denny's laughed so hard. I saw that email come in. There's a part that was, seriously, Jaybird, you got to fucking go there now as if it was <laughs> a missile crisis kind of a situation. Right, here's another one. This is Drew. I think this is the email you're talking about. It says, Bird, run. Don't walk to Walmart. Bigfoot car sent for the mirror. I see tons of stuff in public, and I always think of KBJ. Thanks for making my days easier in life. It's awesome. What a sweet thing. W- warms my heart. Yeah. Lovely stuff. And a uh, very <laughs> lovely email here from Madison talking about uh, how long she's been leaving. She said, I'm 27 years old, raised in South Florida. Uh, bittersweetly now moving out of the state, heading Aww. to uh, North Carolina. But I remember back in the day. Uh, some of my favorite memories with Dad was uh, those weekly early morning car rides to school, stopping every time to grab a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit and listen to the good old KBJ show along the way. That's beautiful. Yeah, the laughs and times that we shared on these car rides while listening to you guys is something I'll forever cherish. My dad and I, till this day, are listeners. That's awesome. Thank you, Madison. Appreciate that. So there you go. I mean, that is the great thing about technology, too. You really can. Yeah. Everybody can talk to anybody. You're right. Everyone's got a shot to... Anytime I see someone go, oh, I moved. I wish I could listen to you guys. I mean, I go, where have you been for the last 20 years? You do know you can go on You know about the smartphone, right? You heard about the internet? (laughs) Look in your pocket. Yeah, it's all there. (laughs) So are you going to just have that pizza today, or will there be more pizza in your near future jaybird unfortunately i think it's no. going to be a different kind of vibe than pizza for a for a minute oh yeah i think i'm in i think i'm in party mode right now oh you are i okay. kind of want right. to i kind of want to blow some steam off on on this friday I blow some what blow some guys blow some steam <laughs> yeah, yeah. who's this guy's steam <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh, i want to have a good time today okay Woo-hoo. that's good party bird is ready party bird yeah just 
Fuck it up. That's <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> Gotta go have a little fun. Virginia's on her way to New Orleans here. Yes. If anybody's coming to Mardi Gras, come see me. I just found out. Three-legged dog, 3 p.m. on Monday, the day before Fat Tuesday, they will have crawfish. Okay. Even though crawfish prices are really high right now mm-hmm. because of all the freezes, mm-hmm. they will have crawfish at the three-legged dog party. So if you like crawfish like me, let's suck them heads. And, and I want to talk shit about crawfish because I, I hate crawfish, but I... I can't. I can't do. It. I'm a. I'm a friend of Virginia right now. Very <laughs> <laughs> good plan. She's in a mood. She's not just like I'm not gonna go in on her yeah. best friend's fucking crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Enjoy your weekend and the Super Bowl. See you back here on Monday. Goodbye.